Welcome to Starting It Up. I'm Emma Bargetto, and today we are here with Brianna Autry, who is a graduate from San Francisco State University with a degree in American history. After graduation, she was a freelance writer and later a communications manager for Litote. Now, Brianna is an executive director at Founders Network, which is a nonprofit that provides peer mentorship for tech startup founders. Hi, Brianna. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So I wanted to go way back before your career even started. Where did you grow up? Palmdale, California. Okay. Yeah. And what brought you to San Francisco? Um, Getting out of Palmdale, California. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, It was was a fun place to grow up. Um, High desert. So, you know, not a ton going on, but it means that we were able to focus on our studies, I, I suppose. Um, and I made lifelong friends there. But um, I decided to move to San Francisco because I wanted to go to college in a major city. And that one was in California. I didn't want to be too far away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, SF State seemed like a great fit. And it so happened that my closest friend also got into the college. So we oh, had that's awesome. together, which was fun. So it wasn't necessarily tech that drew you here, but just city. It was not tech. No, okay. I essentially stumbled into tech as okay. most people in the Bay Area do, do yeah. um, who go to college here at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you feel your childhood or high school experience has had a big influence on the way your career has gone or evolved? You can at what you're doing, um, which I think is something that maybe people don't see in millennials these days or, or we get kind of a bad rap for not being hard workers. Um, but hard work and being dedicated and loyal to what I'm doing at the time has always been kind of a cornerstone for me. And so growing up, my mom was such a hard worker. She raised four kids by herself you know, on food stamps, the whole deal, put herself through college and eventually became an English teacher. Um, And so watching her work so hard and accomplish so much with so little, I've always just felt that I was so lucky to have what I have. Um, And did your mom always drill into you, you need to work hard? Or was it a more of learn by doing situation? It was more of learn by doing. Her parenting style was very much lead by example Mm -hmm. and allow for autonomy And so I always pushed myself and I was never pushed by her. Um, And I think that's kind of translated into my career. I really value autonomy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what led you to do American history? I loved, I still, I have, it was my passion. So I majored in my passion, which, you know, is not always advisable, but I did it anyway. Um, To this day, I still get caught up in, you know, Civil War documentaries, etc. But what the main focus for me, I would say, was I heard all of these stories of minorities in America in college in my first like entry level um, history college courses. And it's just parts of history that are completely skipped over in your general education. And so I was hearing all these stories I'd never heard before that totally reshaped the narrative. And so I was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. So I'm going to spend the next three years figuring all this out. And I did. Is that what led to your writing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what was the most important thing you learned in college that you think influenced your career as it was when you were writing and then also as it is now as you're a director of a company? Yeah, I would say... The most valuable thing I learned in college was, I mean, I'm trying to, there was so much, there was so much I learned. I think the most important thing I learned was that you don't know in college what you want to do and you need to give yourself the space to discover that. Um, 
And I tried to do that as best I could. And I had ideas about what I wanted to do. But yeah, I think you just need to give yourself a little bit of a break in knowing that you're not going to know you're the whole span of your entire career within those four years. Yeah. It's going to come to you over time. Well, and obviously just by looking at your career and your path, it's evolved so much. Yeah. It's changed. Yeah. Um, what do you think led the shift from being a writer to being an executive director? Yeah, well, I mean, I was a freelance writer right out of college. Um, I was getting some odd jobs in tech for startups. And so that's what led me to working in startups in the first place. Um, so startups need content and they need it for cheap. And so I kind of, you know, tapped into that and realized that that was in a way I could monetize. So I was freelancing for a while, freelancing for a while. And then I realized, you know, I, I want to work for a tech startup um, after working as a contractor for a few over the years. And so that's how I landed with Latote. And then Latote was amazing because when I joined, I think it was probably less than 50 employees. And so our all hands, like we could all pull up a chair in a circle and hear every, and everybody could talk about their week in the entire company, right? And now they're 200 plus employees. They have offices in China, et cetera. They're doing amazingly well. And um, it was so fun to be there at the ground floor. And so, And yeah. you've seen it grow. Yeah, and I've seen it grow. And um, the founder, one of the founders there, Rakesh, is a member of Founders Network. And so that's how I learned about Founders Network was through him and his mentorship. Yeah. Um, so now tell me a little bit about Founders Network. Well, I think a lot of organizations like ours are nonprofits. So a lot of people think that we are a nonprofit. But um, our members pay membership dues. We're very much like a SaaS-oriented SaaS model in a sense, um, but it's a, it's a community and it's a network first and foremost. Um, so Founders Network, we turn 11 in two weeks, which is very exciting. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> um, and so we offer peer-to-peer -peer mentorship for founders of tech startups. Um, so we have a membership committee that meets on a monthly basis and onboards and, and accepts a new cohort of founders every single month. Okay. Um, and so you have to apply to be nominated and you have to be nominated by an existing member. Okay. Yeah. And then what we do is we facilitate peer-to-peer -peer mentorship through in-person events, a platform, and high-touch service, mm -hmm. and then investor intros as well. So when you apply to be nominated, what do you guys look for in a founder? Well, first, the baseline criteria is that you're full-time working on a tech startup. Okay. Um, so you can't be like, oh, I have this idea. Mm -hmm. um, and then... At a higher level, we have four core values of authenticity, reciprocity, humility, and inclusivity. Okay. And so the way that we look, we look at a founder's past and what they've do done to give back. And then we look at what the nominator has to say about them. They can fill out a part of a, an application that says, like, how can you help others? Mm -hmm. And that's really telling as the final step in, are you in line with our core values? And will you be a good member? And will you pay it forward to other founders? Because you're creating something that's for other people and to help people. And yeah. That's another concept. That's amazing. And what do your events look like for the founders? It's a good question. Our events, um, so we have over 200 a year and we have two conferences and we oh, have wow. eight chapters. Um, and so each of our eight chapters have intimate in-person events. So mm -hmm. the way that we position things is 
conferences are great. Conferences are fun. Conferences are inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, hearing the founder of LinkedIn talk in a crowd of, you know, a thousand people can be really fun and invigorating. Mm -hmm. But when you go home and you're working on your company, what he said on stage is not necessarily going to translate into what you're doing today or the next day. Yeah. Um, so our events are leveraged for founders to connect with people who are going through the exact same thing they're going through okay. so that they can tackle a problem by getting an expertise related advice that like by somebody who did it the day before or the day before that so it's okay. really relevant awesome yeah. um so tell me a little bit about your day-to-day -day at the company like what do you do who are you speaking to every day yeah well i'm speaking with the founders okay. that's my main role within the company so making myself available to the founders to help them be successful with their business um, and that can break down into many different things mm -hmm. it can be an introduction to another founder who you know recently um, moved their team to remote and can give them advice on how to manage a remote team okay. or it can be okay i'm going to set up the meeting with this, these five investors because you're fundraising mm -hmm. um and so, and then the other side of that is managing the business along with the founder. So managing the team development, um, events and programs, things like that. And then the higher level business overviews of like, what are the metrics? What is the revenue? What numbers are we hitting? And mm -hmm. so on and so forth. I love that because you're very much a part of the management of the company, but it's also you're like a mentor and a peer because you're communicating with all the founders that are a part of it. Yeah, it's it. You learn something new every day. I would say they mentor me more than anything else. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, have there been any notable moments where you have noticed how important your role is? Yeah, um, those ones really stand out because, you know, when you're working with so many different personalities, you can get lost in the shuffle of just like, oh, it's just another company. Um, but it's not just another company like these people have dedicated their lives to building these startups. Um, so I think one thing that really stood out to me was I had we had brought in like our fifth black founder into the mm -hmm. network. Um, and I, I track diversity and um, and gender very closely, the numbers very closely. It's very important to me. And so I was really excited that he joined and he was kind of like wishy washy. He was like, you know, I don't know if I'm really getting value out of this. And can we have a conversation? And I was like, you have to stay. <laughs> and so um, so he was like, well, my main priority right now is hiring a CTO. And I'm like, yeah, that's every founder's priority. Yeah. That's a first time founder. And it's one of the most difficult things to do. Um, but the week before I had spoken with another founder, he's been in the Valley for 20 plus years. He's been a CTO for multiple successful startups and he was shutting down his current startup. And he was like, okay, Brie, I'm shutting down. Like, let me know if any opportunities come my way, but you know, not likely. And then I connected them and two years later, they, he is now the CTO of his company. Oh, wow. And you know, they're, they've, they've raised, you know, upwards of 500K, they're doing so well. And so that is really like, oh. and I saw them pitch last, a couple weeks ago at a competition. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're on stage because of Founders Network, you know? So That's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about diversity because I listened to you in a past interview and you probably said it better than I would, but you mentioned how you felt there was an importance in white male mentors and how you felt that was actually contributing to diversity and helping you navigate the business world. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, happy to. Um, it's it's an it's a different kind of angle. Mm -hmm. And uh, first of all, I have so many women mentors mm -hmm. that 
provide so much value to me. So yeah. I don't want to undercut that. But um, there have been white male mentors who have helped me navigate how to walk into a room with, let's face it, they're going to be majority white men in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, that will change over time with the way that things are going. And that's where we need to be. But at this moment, that's the reality of what women are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so having a, a man who is willing to discuss with a young black woman, this is how you need to behave and this is what you need to do. And here's what you're really good at. And here's how you can highlight that. Mm -hmm. And so having having them at my side, especially our founder, Kevin, there to walk me through how this all works has been, it's why I'm where I am today, mm -hmm. honestly. And I mean, it's something as simple as him being, you know, a six foot five white man and saying, whenever we walk into a room, you walk in first because otherwise they're not going to even look at you. Yeah. Well, and I found that such a beautiful way to look at it because I think, especially like as a young woman, I feel like I always hear like the white man is the enemy and it's so easy to feel so intimidated just because you hear that. Yeah. But then when you look at them as an ally and someone who can help you navigate that, it's a whole different mindset. And I, yeah. I found that really interesting that you said that because I hadn't actually heard that from anyone. Oh, before. good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, there's good ones out there. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um. So another thing I wanted to ask you, how do you go about keeping a motivated and positive office that's a really good question it's actually something I've struggled with because personally I'm a realist mm -hmm. I would never call myself a pessimist although every pessimist says they're a realist um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I would never call myself that because I think I have a happy you know positive outlook on life but when it comes to business I'm very realistic mm -hmm. and I'm also very very action oriented and so I can often skip over the the praise or the positivity to just go to the next thing and be like, great, we, that was successful. Let's check that off our list. Yeah. Move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So what I think is the most important thing to do is pause and celebrate the wins. Even if you feel like you have a million other things going on and mm -hmm. it's just another small checklist item, someone in the company made this thing happen and you need to acknowledge and appreciate that. Um, and so in action, that can be as simple as like, you know, if somebody does something good that day, just announce it on the Slack channel mm -hmm. and mention them at channel everyone yeah. and, you know, some celebration emojis and be like, nice job. Yeah. Yeah. And even in a company, like even if someone doesn't feel that good about the work they're doing that day, knowing that like someone else did and it's all yeah. like working together, I'm sure feels really motivating for everybody. Yes. Um, so I asked you about notable moments where you felt the importance of your role have you ever really questioned your role yeah yeah I had um let's see I got burned out after our second after my second conference that we threw mm -hmm. because it's a really tough grind putting together a three-day conference like that mm -hmm. um and it I just afterwards I was so exhausted and I was like I didn't you know, it was another successful thing. And also after you do something that big, you kind of feel like the come down yeah. almost. And so I was really feeling that. And I think what got me through it was being really open about how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and so I talked to our founder and I said, hey, I'm just really feeling this way. And so he came up with a, we came up with a plan together about how I was going to overcome that. So I think having people on your team that are willing to listen to your honesty without freaking out and being like, oh, are you going to quit mm -hmm. is really important. Like thinking about your career in the long term along with you. 
Um, and so with all of my employees, I instill that in them as well. I say, if you're mad at me, if you're feeling dejected this week, like just tell me because it's I'm never going to take it personally and it's always going to end up being valuable. Yeah. And we can both get something from it. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Brianna. You're awesome. So are you. Uh, Oh, thanks. Um, We will be back in two weeks with another episode of Starting It Up. Thank you.